Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is Aaron. This week was The Bishop's Wife from 1947, directed by Henry, uh, ooh, man, did I write down the name wrong? Kissinger? Is it Kissinger? No, it's like Cotter. Coster? Uh Coster. Wow, that's embarrassing. Coster! (laughs) Starring Cary Grant as Dudley, the angel, Loretta Young as Julia, and David Niven as Henry, Monty Woolley as Professor Wutheridge, James Gleason as Sylvester, my favorite character, and Gladys Cooper as Mrs. Hamilton. So this was uh, selected for us by the randomizer, but at least two of us were already familiar with the movie. This is something Sarah grew up on. Isn't that right? Yeah, I I wouldn't say I grew up on it, but I definitely have watched it a several times with my family, teenage years maybe and up. This, this was my first viewing, and I have to say that it was actually a pretty awesome movie, all things considered. There's, there's definitely something really awesome and classic about it that... Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Cary Grant has such striking features. Like, his face is shaped, and the way his eyes are set into his head, it's like, I can understand why somebody sees him as handsome, and obviously lots of people did. You know, he was a huge star and stuff like that. But he, he, he looked, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he is handsome in a traditional sense. There is just something... Just his face, something about the shape of like his jawbone to eye socket mm. and, and like the way he styles his hair that I find, you know, it, it's interesting to look at. And, you know, I think he's a fantastic actor in the stuff that I've seen him in. So that's always fun. He's, yeah, he's, he's just he's like super tall or at least looks super tall on, on, on screen His uh, you know, his disposition, like how, how he holds himself is always like very like matter of fact or just like, you know, very straight. Uh, straight back and uh yeah he's, he's got a charming smile that just wins audiences yeah so i'm sure that's why they were like get him get him and they <laughs> ran after him with like a net like a butterfly net a cary grant butterfly net yep used like, to sell those in hollywood i knew it along with the maps to the stars houses what do you think about the way cary grant looks yeah i think he does kind of have a classically handsome looking face because I consider that back then to be classic, and I consider his face to be pretty iconic with that time and those stars. But I think that for some reason, I think that his charisma and his, like, charmingness, like, they exude, like, from him. And he, it is his looks, but it's also his personality, I think, that just makes him... The camera love him, <laughs> or whatever. The way he talks and his voice, yeah, he's got 
mannerism. He makes it look easy too. It's not like he's trying. It just like happens. The they put the spotlight on him and it reflects on a way where it's like, hey, I'm here. Look at me. I read somewhere online recently that your eyes tend to sparkle more when you're in love. Mm. I don't know if that's true. If it's some kind of a if there's some kind of chemical reaction, like you're huh. something in your like tears or something or what that huh. like your eye might just like shine a little bit more than usual. So maybe he was in love or something. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, his mutant powers had been activated by the love in the room. Mutant power of handsome. That could have just been some <laughs> stupid website. I don't, yeah. I don't even remember where I saw it. I, I think it's interesting, though. Yeah, it's as long as it wasn't a BuzzFeed article, it's perfectly fine. Not that there's anything wrong with BuzzFeed articles. Please sponsor us, BuzzFeed. <laughs> so the synopsis for the movie. A uh, bishop, the bishop, played by David Nevin, is in a moment of... You can tell he's a very troubled man. He has a lot of stress going on for him. And he wants to desperately build this cathedral. It's like his legacy or something, something that he really wants. And he, the money is not showing up where it's supposed to be. People have promised money and it's not getting there. And there was one particular woman, Mrs. Hamilton, who is willing to give away the millions that it might take, but she has specific demands pertaining to her deceased husband, and, like, she needs wings and plaques, and at one point she asked for a, a stained-glass window to look like him, which is crazy, but yeah. also something I think somebody would do. Yeah, it sounds like... It, yeah. It doesn't <laughs> sound out of the realm of, of impossibility, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she... He prays... And Cary Grant shows up. So, I don't know if that's what he asked for. <laughs> I, Cary Grant immediately presents himself as an angel. You prayed for help, I showed up. And then throughout the movie, uh, as it's titled The Bishop's Wife, it seems to be mostly the angel going along with Julia, the the wife in this case. And improving her life, showing her that fun exists, that you don't have to worry about your husband. And by doing this, they also snap him out of his, uh, the, the material want he, he was going through. This, like, the, the importance he had put behind building this cathedral so that he could see that the real important things were right in front of him. Yeah, Aaron was like, weren't you kind of like, dude, he's he's uh, hitting on your wife? <laughs> well, th that was definitely one of the things that I was getting a feeling for this film. But the, the I think the first kind of like, what? <laughs> for me anyway, like the what? Is he has like this like framed painting of the cathedral in his office. Like, I don't remember seeing any like... Jesus pictures anywhere, <laughs> like anything, like it's very much so. Like, like, like his 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 ideal thing is just like this cathedral. It's right here. I that's, want it. Let's like make it. His know? power focus. Like, it's yeah. a, if I look at it and I realize it, it will become reality. His his dream his dream board or whatever mm -hmm. vision quest board. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like you know, it's an awesome painting. I'm not trying to you know diss the painting. Just oh, I just no. find it to be very like. <laughs> Like, more often than not, a scene will begin with him thoughtfully, like, staring at it. Like, you know, his back turned to the camera and just, like, 
Just, I can only imagine just, like, his eyes just, like, <laughs> all up in that cathedral. It just shows. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, like, another movie that has something like that, where somebody is just, like, staring at an image. Like, it's definitely effective in communicating, like, this guy is really focused on yeah. this cathedral picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's lots of movies where people... Focus on one thing and lose their way, you know. Yeah, but like a picture or yeah, like, like a, a specific graven image, if the, you will. Well, this is a painting that he's had like commissioned. Right. Like, this yeah. is like yeah. I wonder if the the old lady had it commissioned. This is what I wanted to look like. Hang it in your wall. <laughs> oh, that's very true, though. That could also yeah. be very true. Who knows? You mentioned like no picture of Jesus. I was talking to Sarah the other day about this. That they don't say the word Jesus at all in the movie. Like, even at the end, wow. when he's giving the sermon about the child that this holiday is really about, he never says Jesus. He, like, this child. Even the professor doesn't say that either, mm-hmm. huh? Nope. Huh. And uh, I wonder what the uh, story behind that is. Like, because it's obviously denominational. I mean, it's it's Christian in origin. Yeah, there's no way around it. But it's no, straight no up crosses, Christian. Yeah. No I, Jesus. I said to Joel when he was talking about that, like... That they never say Catholic either, and then we looked it up, and they aren't Catholic. I thought they were really, yeah. Wow, it says they're supposed to be Episcopal, but that uh, they don't actually mention that. In the yeah, movie. that's not mentioned at all. Yeah, huh. trip say, out. Like, wouldn't you think that a bishop would say something about Catholicism somewhere in there? And mm-hmm. then no, huh. yeah. <laughs> The Pope's going to have my ass. <laughs> there's, there's definitely mention of certain Bible stories, so yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like like very prevalent in, the st- in 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 the movie. Oh, yeah. Which is very interesting. There's no cross for the most part, at least that I could see, or any 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 sort of image of, of Christ. Huh. That scene where Cary Grant is telling the story of David of fighting the lion mm. to save the lamb is really really touching. Yeah, no, it's a really. It was. Um, I felt my my insides were warm. Mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. When- <laughs> you get that tingle. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a really touching moment because you could just tell that the, the, that kid needed that story mm-hmm. at that time, and so did you the know. adults. You know, yeah. everybody was like yeah. fawning, watching. Even the bishop was like, "I can't help but be captured by this." Yeah, yeah, really, really good moment. A lot of good moments in this movie. Who's your favorite character? My favorite character is the wife. Um, I think that. She puts up with so much crap from her husband. <laughs> yeah. um, it's almost like she's a doormat in this movie. I almost oh, feel bad. Like yeah. we we were talking about it when we were watching it. Like wow. Yeah, she certainly doesn't put up any protests. She's super nice to him all the time, and he's just mean back to her. Yeah. Um, because he's going through something stressful, but like, but she. Um, and he keeps making promises to her and breaking them. Yeah, over and over and over again. Like, throughout the movie, he says he's going to do something with her. Something just like going to the park with her or, like, having lunch with their daughter. Like, yeah. And he's like, nope, can't do it. I've got a meeting where I'm going to talk about the cathedral again. Like, yeah, she keeps thinking about the old parish and the town that they used to live in. and Before like, all want, this happened. Yeah, I want to yeah. hold these relationships. You know, these were our friends before we got any money, before we became in charge of this church. and. And he's only fixated on one thing. But yeah, she is 
I mean, she is wonderful to him. He yeah. doesn't deserve it. <laughs> She's yeah. a wonderful person. I think that's really what the movie is about. It's about... The bishop's wife? <laughs> no, I think it's about... Um, like, realizing what you have. But yeah. if I were her, I probably would have left. <laughs> You're just a straight up jerk. I probably would have been like, "Yeah, I've had enough of this. Mm -hmm. All I've been trying to do is be nice." I'm gonna go stay with a professor. (laughs) I mean, she really does, and they and they make it through their marriage, and he realizes the error of his ways and everything. Like spoilers, guys, if you haven't seen this movie, oh, you should watch it. Hundred percent, it's worth seeing. And it's it's sort of a Christmas movie, uh, obviously. But it, you don't have to watch it only around Christmas time. I mean, the message just carries over. Yeah. It's not directly about the joy of Christmas or anything like that. It just happens to... Basically, it takes place in wintertime. It just the set, it's Christmas. the setting is the Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it could be seen at any time of the year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. She spends all that time with uh, Dudley, which is a terrible name. I'm sorry. Dudley? <laughs> Dudley? I don't care if you're Cary Grant. Your name's Dudley? <laughs> And I never got the feeling that she was, like, falling for him. I got the feeling that he was at least becoming more infatuated with her. The angel, that is. But, like, she... That's... that's Sorry to interrupt you, but that that's the part that I felt really uneasy about. Was, was like, you know, obviously it looked like she needed it. Yeah. Like, very obviously she needed it. Her husband was being a total jerk, He was you neglecting know? her as what he Totally. Was. Yeah. Like... I mean, I don't, you don't really see what he's up to most of the time, but it just seems like he's just pacing around his office instead of actually getting out and enjoying life, you know? So maybe that was the other thing, too. Yeah, they communicate that, like, his life is stressful, but, and I just don't think she should have to put up with it. Yeah, (laughs) so it was really cool that that Dudley showed up, you know? Absolutely. It's funny that when I was watching this when I was younger, I never thought that. Like, I never thought that she's putting up with a lot of crap from this guy. But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, wow. <laughs> and he does he does realize that, like, he's wrong. But at the same time, you're like, she had to kind of go through a lot for him to realize that. Yeah. <laughs> and you almost wonder, like, if he's going to go through that again with something else later on. Or if he's just, like, a changed man. <laughs> It was a miracle, so... Well, in the magic of Hollywood, he's a changed man. In real life, who knows, right? I mean, that's... Yeah. People in real life, kind of yeah. Roller coaster stuff all the time. Yeah. Ah. Sorry to take the magic out of that oh, no, for a minute. Oh, no, no, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> the magic of angels. Oh, that, it's, it, that's a really good perspective to have on it, though. Yeah. That this is obviously a very... This is an emergency situation... Like, this is a family that's going to crumble. Yeah. And so uh, the direct, you know, intervention from uh, from a superior pa- uh, being or power was, was, was necessary and definitely prevalent in this story. And he knows, Absolutely. yeah, when he comes down that he's not there to build the cathedral. He's there. He asked for help. And this is what he really needs is to realize that his family is the most important thing that is his wife and daughter are what. Should be the priority. Aaron, what's your, who was your favorite character? I think that my favorite character was definitely the professor. I thought you were going to say that. I have no idea why. <laughs> I just really enjoyed his, I, I enjoyed his mannerisms. I enjoyed even just the way he talked. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Just 
everything you said, I was like, cool, I want to learn more. Hey, charismatic dude, too. Maybe, maybe I need to take a Roman studies class now <laughs> after seeing this movie. You know? He was like, ask an older man. Oh, yeah. He knows women. <laughs> he knows what they like. It's hilarious. Like, what? <laughs> Roman coins. And un- oh, bottomless cups of wine. Who just has a Roman coin lying around? That dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's a professor, you know? That's a professor thing. I don't know any professors, otherwise I'd ask them. I liked all that. Yeah, his scenes were all good. You know, in the beginning when uh, they run into each other outside of whatever, the, the specialty shop, and then later when the, <laughs> the angel keeps... I can't tell. Is he pretending that he's met the professor before or yeah. has he literally met the professor, but it was like when he was super young or something? I don't know. You know, I'm going to have to say that that uh, I, I don't take him for a liar. Maybe he was just... Well, well, I think the scene with the coin kind of reveals the fact that perhaps the angel was was very interested in Rome, especially when Rome was was actually, you know, a thing. <clears throat> Cleopatra. So, so perhaps, you know, maybe he just liked to hang out with people who knew stuff about Rome. Mm. Could have just been like a extracurricular angel activity. <laughs> go to, to, go to college for a while. <laughs> <laughs> angel college. Angel <laughs> where he, is that where he said that they knew each other from Rome? He said that he... No, Vienna. No, Vienna. Vienna. So, yeah, he's just a world traveler. So I, li- I like their relationship. I like uh, everything that's going on with them. When he's, you know, he's doing the magic trick with the booze, I don't. <laughs> that scene was so good. Do you think they had like a tube under the table or something? They must have. Yeah, they yeah, must have been doing something. Be. Or was it like reverse? Like Oh, reverse photography. Were yeah. they like dripping it out of the bottom and then like making it go backwards? Yeah, or? that could be it too. No, I have to watch it again because I. Uh, it was a pretty good effect yeah. for back then. It was, yeah, it was really enjoyable. And when the bottle filled up at the end, at the end of the scene, mm-hmm. thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> it stimulates the mind, and you're never intoxicated. Well, what's the point? <laughs> Throw it out the window. Booze is for boozing. Signed, Joel. I wouldn't know, man. Oh, <laughs> my favorite character is Sylvester, the cab driver. Awesome, because he. After after he picks up the angel, he's very excited for life. <laughs> yeah, you could tell that the the, the 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 mundane way of life that he had lived was was interrupted entirely. Say, how'd you know my name was Sylvester? Yeah, yeah. He didn't he didn't expect the day to go like that. You know, driving around, taking people on uh, ice skating trips. <laughs> the part in the beginning uh, the next morning oh yeah oh they, that's why you got the bishop yeah you and Dudley are getting married this is my husband <laughs> <laughs> silence that's really nice when you meet somebody that like all of a sudden you're like wow these people are cool and fun and like yeah. every once in a while it's like I can name the number of times that's happened probably 10 times in my life I've met somebody and just like just like instantly, I was like, "Wow, life seems way funner all of a sudden." <laughs> like, and it just makes you happy when yeah. when that person ends up becoming a friend. But you can tell that he's just like, "All right, let's have fun together, guys." Mm, why not? An angel can convince you to do anything. So what? Let's see the miracles that are performed by the angel. Hmm. 
first one was the card catalog, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was the first one because the because the bishop was like, we don't have time to spend on cards. Yeah, if you're gonna help me, what organize. about stopping traffic? I think he just walked in front of cars. They didn't. <laughs> that seemed to be like his favorite pastime. It was just like, oh, there's a busy street. In front of I'm just gonna walk. In, I'm just gonna walk into it. You know, leave that blind guy in front of these cars. Yeah, they'll probably stop. I don't care. I'm an angel. I think it's supposed to be a miracle or something. Oh, and the baby that rolls away and he mm. stops it from yeah. like before it goes in front of a truck. Yep, and calls child protective services. I won't ever drop my baby again. <laughs> I don't care. I'm an angel. <laughs> you only get one. Oh, my God. Then, hmm, what else? Tree decorating. That was the animated stuff. The the card catalog, the tree decorating thing where they'd yeah. animate it and stuff. Like. There was, like, a little bit of a sound effect that happened with that, too, right? Or the music changed. Was that yeah. what it was? When, when, yeah. Not sound effect, necessarily, but. It's like a little. Yeah, like a yeah, music happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wiggles his nose. I can't like do be, it. Like bewitched? Yes. He's a witch. Doo-doo, nope. Well, the bishop thinks he's a demon, basically. Yeah, he does actually declare him being a demon, you're right. Mm. No, he's, he's about to say that he's from hell, and he, like, stops him. He's like, don't you say that. You can't say that in a movie? Specifically against the guidelines of the uh, the Hayes Code, can't say the H E double hockey sticks word. Why does he think he's a demon? You think? Well, he doesn't. He seems almost mischievous compared to what he like. Because when he requested the angel to come about, you know, he, he thought he was going to help him get the cathedral. But it seems like he's more interested in hanging out with his wife, right? I think. For, I think that, that the bishop's uh, intent on calling the angel was that it would just be built. Like, you know, that, that literally hit the weight on his shoulders would be lifted immediately. And I think the, that he didn't realize that obviously this is something that he's still going to have to work work towards. You know, it's not, it's not like he's going to immediately make a cathedral for him, you know? So, yeah. I'm not saying that he couldn't, but I'm just saying that no. that, that, that was not the lesson that the bishop needed Possibly. Right. I think that a lot of times when somebody prays for something, they're like praying to win a basketball game or something like specific, like a specific thing (laughs) that they're praying. I'm not saying I think everybody plays to win, you know, prays to win basketball games. I wanted to see Cary Grant show up and slam some dunks. (laughs) I just mean I think people (laughs) oftentimes when they pray have something very specific in mind, like... If there's a ill family member or whatever, and let them get better. Yeah, yeah, they have a very specific request in mind, mm-hmm. and I think that the Cary Grant character says you prayed for guidance. Yeah. So he makes the distinction that there's something else outside of maybe what he planned that's that's um, in store for him. No, he was just wandering aimlessly in the beginning. You know, he helped that blind guy across the street, save the baby, talk to the professor, and then he just happened to see Julie Julie walking away. And uh, then we cut back, and that's after the meeting. The bishop makes that prayer. I wonder if it was like, I just happened to be in the area and hear your prayer. Like, if I wasn't around here, 
it would have just gone on being the same <laughs> way, the way it was or something like that. Yeah. Totally. <sighs> something to think about. Next time you're praying to your picture of whatever you want. That's your the key. Your That's cathedral. why my prayers never get answered. I need a picture of the thing I want. <laughs> so, yeah, that makes sense. They're making that Sonic the Hedgehog movie now. It's because I was praying to a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, God. Now I know. Your patron saint. Mm-hmm. Saint Sonic. Saint I two. present to you this chili dog. Saint Miles Prowler. <laughs> Saint Miles Prowler. Saint Knuckles. <laughs> uh, Robotnik be damned. I'm not that I'm not that religious anymore, but I do think I do believe in prayer and I do think of it as like something pretty serious. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm i I'm used to it. I'm used to jokes and stuff, but like it's there are certain things I still can't like make a joke out loud about myself. I mean, I can say that they do it for basketball, but that's about the extent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they do it for all the sports. No, I, I yeah. think I think prayer actually is very important as well. Absolutely. I'm not I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying I'm waiting for my answers. Hello? You're gonna be struck by lightning right now. <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me. <laughs> Give me a sign. <laughs> Later that day, Joel was struck by lightning. <laughs> he became a pillar of salt. His prayer was answered. I wish to become the most powerful man in the world. So, <laughs> if there's only, there's only one scene in this movie that I think is a flaw. And it's not, the entire scene is not a flaw. It's just, it goes on for too long. And that's the skating scene. Yeah, no, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, it just, I, I think, I think that's honestly, though, the important, why, why I feel that scene is important, though, Joel, yeah. is because that's the, the first moment that I think the bishop's wife actually feels pure, like, unadulterated joy. Yeah. Like, in the entire movie. Like, this is the moment where, where she can, like, just... You know, there's obviously this, this, the, all the weight of this cathedral is, is on her. And then at that moment, it's just like, pow, like it's gone. It's yeah. gone. She's having a great time. She, you know, the realization that life is, is, you know, not just those tasks we have to do every day, you right. know, that, that, that there's more to it is like, it's so prevalent in her face that I think that's why that they, that, that scene continues on a little bit more. Also, your favorite character kind of needs to, needs to do his little bumble, bumble moves too. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with the Sylvester joining in and stuff like that. That's, that's fine with me. I don't, it was just too, a little bit too much. Like, I okay. think it was showing something, you know, with these figure skaters doing, <laughs> doing cool stuff on the ice and stuff like that. Not everybody had ever seen that before. Yeah. Not everybody could see it. Yeah. But, it's, uh, I mean, I like the scene. Yeah. It is long, It's though. just a little long. It's long. Yeah. Everything else is really good. Yeah. Maybe the boys' choir. <laughs> <laughs> now, the boys' choir, the, the song they were singing was beautiful. Yeah. I liked it, so. <laughs> it's, just, it's something you don't see in movies anymore. There's no boys' choirs. <laughs> Well, at least in the movies, I would agree with you. You yeah. probably don't see any, but I'm sure they still exist. Oh, of course they still exist. I'm just talking. <laughs> I'm just talking about there were several movies where, in fact, I was looking at the thing. It was like 
the that boys choir not not the people in the choir like mm-hmm. that the whatever the name of the that boys choir was yeah. uh, had been in like a hundred something different movies over a fourteen year period or wow. something like that and then they didn't show up in any after that but it's like yeah people just wanted hey you got a boys choir bring them in <laughs> hire those guys <laughs> yeah, snap it up need some entertainment uh-huh. bring the boys choir <laughs> <laughs> this scene is missing something <sighs> boys choir. See, we have a jumping cat, a jumpy castle, a llama. Definitely need the boys choir. Bring them in. Mm-hmm. Bring them in. Get those ice skaters out of here. We need a boys choir. <laughs> there's like a there's like a showing off thing that happens in this movie and in other movies, like where they have something like that happen. And I I don't know how to explain it, but it's like they want to show someone how good they are at something. But at the same time, it's supposed to be, like, nice and not, sure. like, it's not supposed to be, like, this big look-at-me ego <laughs> thing. It's supposed to be, like, oh, isn't that charming? Mm. Like, And back then it was, I guess, in a movie. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you could you could just kind of, like, sit down at a piano and, like, just come up with a song and everybody would just stop and look at you and, like, think it was great without being like, wow, that person just really <laughs> wanted everyone to look at them. <laughs> you just sat down and started playing the harp. Jeez. <laughs> I forgot about the harp. I didn't know people could do that. <laughs> yeah. This. <laughs> what are you laughing about? No, I'm just trying to. I just like that the image of someone walking up to a piano and just, you know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> just laying it down. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that image. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I'd love to be in a place where there's just a piano, like, just sitting there. And someone just walks in. And they're like, you know, just crack their knuckles. Here we go. <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. I saw that so much. I can't really talk about it. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, place you work. Some place that I work. Uh, people used to sit down. And just start jamming. Uh, yeah. Uh. And it was like this little thing that they'd been playing with, you know. Here's a little, oh, di- a, here's a little ditty. <laughs> just something I've been working on. A lot of times they would just go into like. We might have to take this out. <laughs> um, don't incriminate. Don't worry yeah, about it. Don't I would hear like somebody playing like Beethoven in the other room, and then like you know, three minutes later, Beethoven again, and then like ten minutes later, Beethoven again. Um, <laughs> I think like it might have just been them practicing, but yeah, yeah I saw a lot of that. Practice your Beethoven. <laughs> What you gotta do? And I got a new lead. It's gonna be stuck in my head. <laughs> it's okay though. That's, it's I okay. apologize. It's no. better, than, better than that other song. Oh no, that one's uh, okay. Track number two in my head all day. Let's talk about sabotage. Not the, the Beastie Boys song. Not the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Not the Beastie Boys song. Oh. I'm talking about the chair scene. Oh, that's pretty fun. I like it's, that scene. It is a good gag. But it really seems mean-spirited. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> like, whoa, dude. Like, he was ready. He was rushing to go and be with his wife and with the other chaplains and be at this the boys' choir rehearsal or whatever was going on. And it was like, oh, oh, my butt's stuck to the chair now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to say that... Uh... I'm not entirely sure how angels work, but I'm sure that, that their, their powers 
are only supposed to be used. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I have to say it's a bit of a controversial move on yeah. his part. Bit of one. It seems like he's going out of his way to irritate him. That being said, though, it does seem like the bishop is intent to not believe that he is who he says he is yeah. the entire time. The entire time. Instead of being like, well, maybe he is. Maybe I should ask him, you know, what he's here to help with. Or maybe I should ask what I should do, you know. Instead of that, he's like, no, you're you're not welcome. You're not doing what I want you to do. Okay. Um, okay. But, then, but then the Cary Grant Angel character is like... He's being really mischievous. Like yeah. he's got this like, like low key level of yeah, <laughs> this like puckish attitude where he's like sabotaging him and making him the butt of jokes almost. <laughs> like it's like he's trying to like humble him, humble yeah. him, humble him, and then like finally he just can't take it anymore. Which I guess is one way to make your point, but this. He did go pretty far to make him irritated. He can't take him anymore, and he's, like, jealous. He is crazy jealous. He's crazy jealous, yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you. Yeah, the humility was was probably what he was trying to teach him. Yeah. The job went to his head. Yeah. I think think that he was so focused on something that he forgot everything else that was important. And, yeah, he seriously was afraid that Angel was going to steal his wife. Well, you know, I think, I think, I mean, I don't know how uh, where we're at as far as the film's concerned, but yeah, he made it pretty clear too that he was like, I, I got to get out of here. I got, I better, I, better, I better get a job on the other side of the universe. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting a little too attacked. Yeah, we're having a little too much fun here. Yeah. I might lose my wings. I think she, yeah, I think she's like that too. She says, "No, you have to go." Yeah, but. I think she's uh she's a really good person oh, and the yeah. angel sees that. I think he sees that she's like a real genuine nice person out of like all the people he's dealt with. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he was definitely falling falling in love with her. Um yeah. uh, I think I think uh the realization that he was, you know, he was a servant a servant of God, you know, came into came into effect and he was like, "Well, obviously we're having fun, but you know, my time's up." You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think he said something about like that he was starting to envy a man's life or yes, something like that. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, he just wants a woman he can buy hats for <laughs> and go ice skating with. Ice skating. <laughs> Have dinner at fancy or lunch at fancy restaurants with old ladies. Hang out with professors. Yeah, professors. Yeah. <laughs> Tease professors with their uh, bottomless wine glasses. What do you think about this movie in tr- in uh, contrast to It's a Wonderful Life? I like this movie better. Yeah. I like this movie way better than It's a Wonderful Life. Different movies, like, in a lot of ways. It It's a Wonderful Life has such a darkness over it, such a shadow yeah. Of a, a man who is constantly, constantly beaten down. Like every, all of his hopes and dreams are smashed in that movie. Like that movie kind of makes me mad because it's like, oh, your life's really good. Look how much people really like you at the end. Like all these people are alive and happy 
because you made all these sacrifices, so it's a good thing you're not dead. Like, well, at the point where he's going to jump off the bridge, just, you know, like, everything I've always wanted in life has been flushed down the toilet. Every time I tried to get a buy, I had to sacrifice everything to be able to help these people. You want me to stay alive? Sorry, buddy. (laughs) Clarence, no wings for you. There's no darkness in this movie like that. Okay. This this is uh, ostensibly a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I like It's a Wonderful Life. I like... The bishop's wife. It's a it's a wonderful wife. Is that what I said? It's she's a, a wonderful. It's, it's wife. a wonderful bishop's wife. The it's mashup. Wonderful. It's the mashup of two movies. <laughs> Dudley must gain his wings. <laughs> the the butcher's Excuse wife. Excuse me, wish I thought miss. I thought I I saw you skating with a with an angel. Did you did you see a guy named Clarence? <laughs> what? That's an incredible mashup. Yeah. Are there other movies it's like? I mean, aside from the remake. I mean, with like a... What was that movie <laughs> with like the Goo Goo Dolls did the theme song for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> City of Angels. Is it City of Angels? <laughs> yeah. City of Angels was just a remake of another, uh, like a, a Danish movie or a oh. Swedish movie that All right. is, is actually highly regarded. But yeah, Nicolas Cage, The Angel. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, man. I gotta add that to my Nicolas Cage I'd say watching this is, movie list. I'd say... It's more like this than it's like the German movie or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. I think it's called the Wings of Desire. Wings of Desire. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I, I love Peter Falk. For those who don't know Columbo, you should watch Columbo. Columbo is awesome. I love Columbo. <laughs> City of Angels. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's what I say about that. <laughs> that movie was a stinkeroo. It was. I just remember the commercial was on TV all the time. Did you ever see it? No, I never oh saw it. God. I just remember hearing the Goo Yeah. You should start a Goo Goo Dolls cover band. Oh, dude. Dude. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, what else did I say? <laughs> <laughs> no acknowledgement. David and well. Black Balloon song, is that them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, Joel. I mean, after a certain point, they kind of stopped putting angel- angels in movies altogether. It was like, uh, it, it got too possibly controversial or something like that. There were too many. Uh, that's last, what I feel the like. The last time I saw an angel in a film. Mm-hmm. Would probably have to be Constantine. Constantine. That was the last time I saw any sort of angelic presence. Yeah, yeah. In a film, and that had to be rated R and like dark. There was the NPR. Oh crap! What's what was what's the program called? Um, on NPR. Shoot. Wait, wait! Don't tell me. No, no, the one with the crap. They made a movie about it. Or of it. Prairie Home Companion. Prairie Home Companion, the movie. That also had an angel in it. This American Life. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah. Prairie Home Companion. I did not see that movie. I did. Was it I good? did, too. I actually liked it a lot. Sarah? Uh, I don't know how I felt about it. And was the angel a main character? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Yeah, pretty much main character. Yeah. 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 Huh, that's cool. So I was wrong. There's angels all the time in movies. Jurassic World... Mad Max, Fury Road, Jim Cotta. On oh, my brain. Thought I thought of another one, but no. Nope. Nah. Sorry. 
I don't know. They don't. They can't be the way he is in this movie, which is like, oh, Cary Grant's awesome, man. There's no way around it. Yeah, they like, have. He to, did that type of thing. He he was just the. I mean, that's honestly the reason to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. He's a yeah. great. He's a great dude. Yeah, I feel I, like this is up there with like not not as serious of an acting role, but like as charismatic. I feel like it's up there with like Gregory Peck in To Kill a Mockingbird. Like this is one of those iconic performances yeah. of an actor that's like timeless. Totally. That's what I think. I I support that. Now I'm thinking of a Cary Grant, but he's in The Omen. You know. The Allman Brothers Band? Not the Allman, the Omen. <laughs> oh, the Omen. With Damien. Oh, the Omen. Oh. Allman Brothers. I don't know. <laughs> I think all, I think the four actors, I think Cary Grant, Loretta Young, David Niven, and uh, the guy who played the professor, I think that they are all, they all are like top of their game in this movie. I think they are all just like, Screaming charisma. David Niven is is funny, like yeah. playing the bishop. He keeps being the foil. You know the the part where he he just has he's a piece like of celery in his pocket. <laughs> he's like the saddest Vincent Price looking <laughs> fella in this movie. You know, like yeah. Now you stay away from my. No, that was more like Ronald Reagan. <laughs> work Dude, Joel, my- you have a really good Ronald Reagan impression, though. <laughs> That's pretty good. So my mom... Mr. Angel, tear down that wall. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Nothing. What were you going to say? <laughs> oh, I was going to say... Nothing. I was no going to say this was like a Christmas tradition with my family. My, my uh, grandmother and my aunt used to get together on Christmas every year and watch this. And I didn't go with them to watch it until I was older. Um, they had a copy of it and I would go over and watch it with them. And I think that they had just like a real love of this movie. And it's really good. It is a good movie. It has a good moral, I think, that even they were, they liked, even though it was a Christmas movie. It's special. Yeah, yeah. it's a special movie. And I think that when my grandmother talks about it, it's like her eyes light up. She's just she just loves it so much, and it's such a special movie to her. And I think, I think it might be because Cary Grant reminds her of my grandpa in this role. And I I don't know because I never really got to know my grandpa before he passed away. But I hear that he was a really charismatic guy and kind of a. A prankster, too, <laughs> in a certain way. Um, but that's my, like, backstory with this movie is that I, I've never really... I never really watched it on my own until we watched it. Yeah. But I, I have seen it many times. And I think that... I think it's better than other Christmas movies. I like it better than It's a Wonderful Life, too. Yeah. It's really good. Should be watched. Just in general. There is one more thing I want to touch on before we uh, talk about what's going on next week. Um, have either of you seen the remake, The uh, the Preacher's Wife? I've seen it. How does it compare? Whitney Houston. Sorry, man. Denzel Washington as the angel. Using the, using the Bishop's Wife as a template, I think it's pretty similar. But, you know, they obviously made it, like, in an urban neighborhood instead. And they've got... 
Whitney Houston as like the choir leader because she's good at singing already. They've just decided to transfer that part of the movie to make it like that makes sense, music. Though. Yeah. Sure. And Denzel Washington definitely I think Denzel Washington's a good actor. Oh, he's got charisma. Um, and I he's like got chari- charisma for days, yeah. I like him too, yeah. That is a and that is a handsome man. I think you're like that. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Denzel Washington. Mm-mm. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> Have you seen Mississippi Masala? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Sci-fi um, fantasy and confession podcast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, if there, if there wasn't a confession podcast, if there wasn't already a podcast called Denzel Washington is the greatest actor ever, and uh, we'd have to start one, but it's already been taken. <laughs> He's in lots of sci-fi movies, though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I didn't know you were such a fan. Yeah. Why? It's not a bad thing. I think it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a great actor. And um, I was just saying, I don't remember liking the story that much in the modern version. I don't even remember liking the other actors that much. But I remember liking Denzel Washington because he's supposed to be that angel you know, charismatic character, and he is good yeah. in it. So, um, and I like Whitney Houston too as a as a singer. I liked her as an actress. <laughs> yeah. So next week is Aaron's pick. Did you remember this, Aaron? Yeah, I remember. Do you remember what you picked? I picked a movie I have not yet seen. That's right. Because I want to see it. Based only on the poster art. Yeah, pretty much. Because I actually haven't even made it through the whole trailer. Because every time I start the trailer for this movie, I'm like, oh, this is too much. Oh, I gotta this, watch it. This is, this is, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to know. I want to see this unfold before me. I'm pretty excited. The Sword and the Sorcerer. 1982. Looks like a, a wizards and swords and, and, uh, probably boobs, uh, <laughs> kind of movie. This sword, the, this movie has a sword that has not one blade, Joel. No, not two blades. Wait, wait, what? This sword has three blades, Joel. No. Yeah. I don't believe you. Oh, just wait and watch. That's why it fits into the fantasy section. Because there's yeah. no such sword as that. Come on. No, there's three blades. Oh, man. You're, you're in for a treat, I'm sure. Uh, as, as am I. I think Vin Diesel might have one. He probably <laughs> does. Vin Diesel's got one of those swords. He's got a glaive. <laughs> I just picture that it's just like the witch hunter. Like, he just has a room where he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> just abuse all his swords. He's got a, a wine bottle that never empties, and he's got a one Ben of those... Diesel. We love you. You should do our podcast oh, no, with yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm all about it. Yeah, Vin Diesel's all awesome. about it. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be doing next week. Sword and the Sorcerer, 1982. Assuming awesome. we could track it down, I'm pretty sure we can. Follow us on Twitter. It's at Outer Space Pod. If you want to email us about this movie or any other movie, send in your suggestions. Uh, tell me that I was totally wrong about Kroll. Whatever you want to do. That's uh, please don't podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. And uh, if you do subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, please leave us a rating, a review, whatever you want to do. We would really appreciate that. That just helps punch up our numbers and possibly get us more listeners. Five stars. Five stars. You have a three stars. No, five. Okay, five. Fine. It just seems like a lot to ask. Eleven stars. Okay, here's everybody's favorite part. What lesson did you learn from this movie? Okay. This movie. Um, I think this movie taught me that I need to learn how to ice skate. Yeah. 
it's something I've never done, and that's something I kind of want to do now. Yeah. Totally. That's if it can bring her m- that much joy, I want to try it. You only live once. Yeah. YOLO. Yeah. Smash my teeth into the ice. I'm sure that hockey players do it all the time, right? Yeah, but they live in Canada. They got free medicine. Huh? <laughs> it's true. Very social. Sarah? <laughs> Lesson. Um, don't let your stroller roll into the street. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lesson we learned from this movie totally. and Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2. I had a flashback to that at that scene and it was scary. Yeah. To remember. Ghostbusters Oscar. 2. Anyway. My baby. Vigo. <laughs> the boy. <laughs> Bring him to me. The woman. <laughs> And the lesson I learned is that you should just hold on to all your coins because you never know which one's going to be worth a billion dollars because it was like from ancient Rome or something like that. Basically, I'm going to become a hoarder. Something's got to be worth money in this place. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Legos. Not Legos. Legos are worthless. Bye.